State Street, across from the historic Chicago Theater. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Carmen and Yurka, live from the old National Bank State Street studio on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Carmen and Yurk, we're going to cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie in an hour. Mellers in for Sylvie again. Black's on tonight, 6 to 8. We're going to have to throw a doll on. Maybe tomorrow, just get an update on how things are going. Uh, they're probably going home tomorrow. Uh, Adam's wife, Whitney, gave birth to their first little baby girl, Layla. Uh, and that was Tuesday morning, I believe, right? So maybe they're going home today. I think they give you two nights now if everything's good and all's copacetic. So I don't remember that. I remember I, it being real. It's quick now. I thought it was two nights. Maybe I'm mistaken. It's been uh, my my youngest is eight, so almost yeah. nine. So I don't. Maybe I'm not recalling. I thought you got two nights in the hospital. Maybe I'm thinking when my son was born because he was a little bit early and he was small. They kept him an extra night just to right. like, observe. Yeah. So maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe it is one night now, and we were there like two when Gio was born, just because he was born. Like I said, he was born pretty. He was he was he was light. He was only five. He right. was barely five pounds. Right. Right. And they were like, "Whoa, he's little," but he never like had to go to NICU or anything. They do those tests. Yeah. You know, they check oxygen and stuff like he's that. Little. And his sugar. And How yeah. long was the gestation period there? Uh, was he it was 40 like weeks? he was like I don't or know how many was, weeks early. He was, was he early? like three and a half weeks early. Oh, roughly, so he only went thirty six and a half weeks. I guess there you go. So there would yeah. be some concern. He was a little yes. early. So yeah. they can, maybe maybe we stayed an extra night because of that. So and, yeah, I, they, and I believe Adams was thirty seven. I believe that that's right. right. Thirty seven pounds. So uh, all's good. Oh, how about the shout out last night uh, from from uh, Stacy and from Adam Amin? Speaking of Layla, a congratulations to our good friend, one of my close buddies, Adam Abdallah. Over at ESPN 1000, as he and his wife Whitney welcomed in their first child named Layla. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations to uh, years, one of my close friends, Adam Abdallah. Does a fabulous job. He and Chris Fleck and all the great people at ESPN 1000. We, uh, we love you, Adam and Whit. We uh, wish you the best. And to little Layla as well. During Bulls Knicks last night. Oh, is that true? I, I hope Adam heard. I think he did because I think yeah, he put something on got Twitter. An MP3 or something. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I alerted him. I think because I saw them yesterday afternoon. Uh, they're both doing great, and uh, Layla is adorable. Oh, so are they home, Chris? Or do no, you go to the no, they're they're at Northwestern. Okay, so. all right, maybe go um, home today then. All right, yeah. she's yeah. beauty. Yeah, yeah, they they might be. I, I haven't Once heard you go yet visit today. Her. Oh well. Yeah, why don't you go by and stop? I by think that's like hospital visits are for real. I mean, I've known Adam for a long time and worked. That's how I volunteered Carmen. <laughs> Chris yeah, and Adam have been you friends since there. high school. I mean, like yeah. you know, like you really, yeah. you're only making the special trip to the hospital for super, right. super close friends. It'd be fine, yeah. Carmen. I heard Caps up there right now outside the door <laughs> waiting for his money. Where's my money? Where's my money? Where's my, my money? Where's what my money? What do you mean, unmarked nickels? So, so I Chris, wanted so, so I was over. I was over there yesterday afternoon, and based on the conversations that were being had. At that time, my reports are indicating that they were probably sleeping when uh, that was taking place during the game. But ah, okay. I alerted him immediately, and then uh, he obviously saw everything. So that's awesome. And yeah, um, he thought he was so cool. How is he? Uh, how's he doing? Is he like? Is he a little intimidated? Is he a little scared? No, no? he's glowing. He's got a three-legged dog. Are you kidding me? He's been taking care of that thing for years. Yeah, like a pro. I, uh, he's got a caring function he, in his body. Guys, uh, he's been around the football world long enough. Been around Yurko. High and tight. He had it working. It was, it was good. Five yeah. points of contact. Yeah. The, the scary part, I will say, is like that first night at home. Wouldn't you agree, Yerk? That first night at home when all of a sudden the doctors and the nurse aren't yeah. there anymore and they basically like, okay, go, see ya. 
Good you're luck. Like, Wait, you know, and then, and then the baby starts crying. All right. At like ten o'clock, and you're like, now what do we do? That so, I, well, the first night's pretty intimidating. Chris, I got a mensch move for you. Yeah, right? what, this what is going to be got? a mensch move for you. They're going to be about two and a half weeks into this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to be pulling their hair out mm-hmm. because this is all new. Yeah, the mensch move will be. You go out and give them, let them have an evening for themselves. Oh, I like that. You and the missus go over there. We're yeah. going to take care of the baby. You guys go out and you relax a little bit. Get yourself a good night. Do whatever you guys need to do. Maybe like six right. weeks in. I don't know about two no, weeks. Because no, no. Whitney can't really enjoy too much in two weeks. I mean, can she? Well, what do you mean Not she can't in your choice book. My, the, my ex-wife was uh, drinking Miller Lite the second she delivered. <laughs> That's my the second special. the placenta hit the her? floor, she was sitting there down in Miller Lite. Somebody give me a highlight. Yeah. Quick. If she could have had a smog in the hospital, she'd have a smog, too. I, I, but Black, the, I think that's my point. You and Autumn go over there like think, six weeks. I think the point is that's the point they're feeling overwhelmed two and a half weeks in. Mm. 17 days in, you're going to see them wide-eyed and crazy going, I don't know what's wrong. Because they're going to overreact to everything that's happening with the baby. Sure. I don't know what's wrong. It's got a fever. It doesn't have a fever. Oh, man. It's everything. cold. It's clammy. Everything. It's too hot. What's is going that on? Rash? What's that? Think, should what's we cover that color? It? Should we not cover it? Should the baby be swallowed? Should it be in a swallow? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> should we feed it? Let's feed it. Let's feed it. You and literally point, worry about everything. I that's mean, when you just need a moment away to come back and reassess, get your wits about you. And I mean, it doesn't have to be 48 hours. I'm talking about... Six hours. Yeah, go to dinner. Give them six hours. Yeah, enjoy right. a movie. Say, go get some carbonara, you know? Oh, it's carbonara. A little something good, you yeah, know, Carm? There you go. We go. can absolutely do it. We were actually uh, babysitting my nephew last night. So oh, we, how old's the we're, nephew? Uh, under a year. Oh, like, wow, okay. Like See? four months. So you guys have a little months. experience with it then. Yeah, we're around some babies. You can handle yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll go uh, help out the Abdallah. Remember no you. Always remember. Best thing about babies is make them. Yeah. Then you've got to raise them. Then you and the raise. best thing about not having babies is you can babysit and then you go home. That's right. And pass the baby off. <laughs> you have the rest of your day. Absolutely. As they say, uh, pass the duchy on the left hand side. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I volunteer to go watch uh, the baby. I love, I could never. Uh, have another child. Well, I physically can't because yeah. I got a vasectomy. But like the idea of having a newborn um, now with older kids, there's zero. You know, no. Even if I didn't have a vasectomy, no chance in hell. But the idea to go and babysit and like hold little Layla, for, oh man, come mm. on! Are you kidding me? Yeah, a little baby, fun. little tiny babies. Sure. They smell nice, and when they oh, don't poop all over, they, they don't do. have a blowout. And be careful when you're changing the baby too. Because they're, dude, dude, they're like squirt guns. I know. Oh, yeah, the that. minute that cold draft hits them, it's like Bob's wake. But I'm volunteering for uh, Adam and Whitney right now, too. Like, you let me know one night. I will I'm absolutely volunteer your time. come over and watch the baby for a little bit. And because Chris is right now, at the end of the night, yeah. I don't have to worry about sleep or anything else. Uh, okay, guys, it was fun. I hope you had a good time. I love holding a little tiny baby. I mean, little babies are unbelievable. Sure. And you guys know Abdallah. He's all about the bit. And I think I'm smelling a, could be a, bit. a video yeah. uh, component here where Carmen and Yurko babysit well, we for the We should go together. We should. Uh, yeah. You want to do that? Sure. Sounds like it. a good TikTok. Hold me closer, tiny babies. We'll just sure, just in not in the summer, right? It'll cut no, into the golf. Yeah. Yeah. No. Come on, stop it. What's the matter with you, Chris? JD's on the south side. What What's is up, going JD? on with your phone? Where are you, JD? Hey, how are you guys? How the hell are you? Good, good man. How are you? Listen. I just called to give you a new State Club update. Breaking news. Okay, breaking Bonzo news. Bonzo Ball. Bonzo Ball. So as I get in, I see him in the parking garage downstairs. I couldn't believe I saw him. I wait, wait, he wait, might wait, go like the, wait, 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 wait. In the building in which you reside or something? What do you mean? No, no, in the East Bank Club parking garage. The East Bank Club, Bank. okay. Yeah. Okay. 
All so right. I go down, I see him walking in. I figured he might go up to three to shoot around, but I surprisingly wasn't there, and I figured correctly that I would mess with his contract. You know what I'm saying? Sure Playing pickup. Oh, not God. Good. Yeah, of course not. So then I get back down to the first floor to carry on. I walk past, you know, the headbands, the bandanas, mm-hmm. the guys with the Brian Urlacher tattoos, sure. the Marvel comic compression T-shirts. Yes. And I see Lonzo Ball on the incline bench, 35-pound plates, 105. Okay. Didn't know how many times. Yurko, you might know. You know, he's about 145 pounds. 140 pounds. He's, he's putting up about 90% of his weight. I guess he's this more than 140 right? pounds. Stop it. Yeah, uh, probably 170 saying, soaking wet. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, whatever you think, though. But, yeah, it's, uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. All right, yeah. so Lonzo, so so JD says Lonzo's doing squats. Well, that's fine. Lonzo's got to run. I'm sure he's yeah. doing squats. Listen, but- the 45s are uh, 135. So if he's got 35s on there, he's doing 115. 115. Yeah, 115. 115, believe it or not, is not... Uh, 90% of 145, if that's his weight. No, he weighs 190. Yeah. Lonzo weighs Not to ruin uh, this beautiful eyewitness report from East Bank Club, but why would Lonzo Ball, a professional athlete who plays for the Chicago Bulls, who have their own facility in downtown Chicago, (laughs) be at East Bank working out? Why would he be there instead of at the Bulls facility? Chris, that's what I was thinking. I I would imagine Lonzo's with the professional trainers yes. getting his work done at the Advocate Center. That's what I would be guessing. I don't it's know if right this guy just looked downtown. like Lonzo Ball, but J.D. says he saw Lonzo doing Carl, when you When you cover the Bulls back in the day when they were up in Deerfield, I could understand a report like this. Yes. A right. player that lived downtown. Right. Yeah. Going yes. somewhere locally to work out instead of driving up to Deerfield. Kukoc is at the golf shop. You know? Yes. Yeah. If somebody told you Tony Kukoc was at the PJ Superstore, you'd believe that. Right. Sure. But... but why would he not be at the Advocate Center? Yeah, I, it would be surprising to me uh, that he would. Now, I guess it's possible. Maybe he's doing some stuff with his own trainer. It's probably not possible. On, on the side, but I, I would think it is highly unlikely. Um, I I don't know. We're going to need some video evidence. Uh, yeah. It's plausible if, if is anybody, what I think we'll if, go with. If, if anybody, we ever think Bryce Harper would walk in front of our booth. Well, of course. Why not? He's just walking down the street. Okay, but that's my point. I mean, why are we to doubt that this well, individual might be in front of our guy? Because I do think that he would be at the Advocate Center, which is right here in the city. Maybe it was the forgotten brother, Bobo Ball. I Maybe don't he was think getting lunch with Cap. Well, and listen, we have eyes and ears in East Bank. We had the guy that called in before you were gone, Yurko. Some guy called in and said they had to, you know, they changed the rule at East Bank. No more cell phones because Cap was taking videos in the locker room. Again? I mean, what is he thinking? What are you taking Taking videos videos of the locker room In a locker room. You know. He's destroying the ambiance of the club. I know. So we have eyes and ears at East Bank. We can't have, I mean, J.D. can't be the only one. If anybody else saw Lonzo there this morning, let us know. Now, I famously once years ago, Yurko remembers... Uh, after playing in a charity game in the morning at Johnny's Ice House, witnessed Patrick Kane coming back from That's his right. You broke that story. His, his wrist surgery, right? But at the time, which got him back for the playoffs, correct? Was it the wrist or was it the collarbone? I thought it was his wrist. Remember the collarbone when he smashed into the mm-hmm. end and he was going to be gone for the year? Maybe the Capitals, Maybe. March seventeenth. We were going to Dublin, Ireland, Carl. I know that was the Brian Campbell injury. That was Soupy. That, that was Soupy Campbell. Soupy. Yes, yeah, against o- and Ovechkin hit him into the boards. Yes, that was Ovechkin. Yeah, but but Caner uh, did have a shoulder too at one point. Yeah. Maybe that's what whatever it was. Yeah, it was a shoulder. I called Yurko or I like, texted was, him and I said, "I'm at shooting. I'm at Johnny's because I said we we played in a charity game with the Hawks alumni. We played. I right. think we played the Wounded Warriors." Mulvey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Eddie O played that day. Yeah. Grant, uh, the, Reg, uh, Kerr, Nestoranko. Um, no, not Nestoranko. <laughs> um, 
Cliff Coral's son, uh, sure. CJ, that whole crew. Moose uh, Joe Lock. It was a great crew of guys that were on that Hawks alumni uh, committee. And we had played a charity game. And afterwards, we're up in the Stanley Club having a beer. And I look out on the ice, and there's Mike Kitchen or whoever it else was, a couple uh, young, some of their young prospects. And there's Kaner, and, they're, and, I'm, and I text Yorko. I said, this is not, uh, you know, th- this is Kaner. They're putting him through some the aggressive, paces. intense. Yes, I said, Kaner's being put through the paces here. This is intense stuff they're doing, some situational things, but they're drilling some pretty intense stuff with him with other guys uh, on the ice. Exactly. They put and a he was plate. back like the next week. They put a plate in his clavicle. Remember, they didn't know if he was going to make it back for the playoffs. That might be. And it. then you were telling me how he was firing the shots. Yes, I said this and is I'm not like, a guy. If that's... he's not a hundred percent healthy, yeah. he's not firing any shots. Right. I go, he's a hundred percent, and he's going to be ready for the playoffs. And he was like a week he later. Was. He was. Yeah. Back. I was like, this is a guy that's ready yeah. to play hockey. I mean, he, you could just see it. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe Lonzo's doing some workouts over there. I have no idea. It would seem unlikely. But it doesn't really matter that Lonzo's squatting a buck fifteen right now because Lonzo unfortunately can't run yet. He one can't our, run. One of our regular Twitchers, Roderick Jane, said, "Put Cap in the East Bank Hall of Fame. He changed yeah. the game there. <laughs> no right. more filming." That's exactly it. He changed the membership. Now Cap changed the game. All right. Was he like, taping Little Cappy one day? What know. was going on? He was on? doing videos, I guess, like for his live Insta, whatever. He, you know, he's, he's doing recaps. He's crazy. He's doing recaps, and certain guys are like, hey, not for nothing here. Yeah. But, Dude, this is a private I, this area. This is a locker room. No cameras running. You know, you know I, made, I said to Sylvia, I said, remember what happened to poor Kyle Long? Because Tariq Cohen got it in his head. It's a good idea to start taking pictures in the locker room. Do you remember? Yeah. There's Kyle standing there, unwilling, un. Uh, uh, innocent bystander. Innocent bystander. Must have unaware. been cold. Must have been real cold in the locker and room. And now so. the whole world can see little right. Kyle. That's not fair. Right. You don't put. You don't take your camera out in a locker no. room. What about the Washington tight end? Do you remember him? Well, Chris Cooley, but he Cooley did that on Self-inflicted damage there. Right at it. What are you, you always just laying on the playbook? What are you I doing? Guess. What are you doing? He did. Uh, you know, Greg Oden. That's one thing. Tiger Woods. That's one thing. Yeah. You're taking pictures yourself. You can't have your camera out in the locker room. You get a Kyle Long situation. Little Cooley's pointing to the Mike linebacker. He's trying to identify him. I mean, really? <laughs> There's the mic. 52's the mic. Yeah. Okay. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. McKnight at the Movies. Connor McKnight recreates classic cinema on Carmen and Yurko. Only on ESPN Chicago. It's back in 2023, folks. It's not going anywhere. Everybody loves McKnight at the movies. We'll play along with you. Connor did Ghostbusters 2 last week. I love Ghostbusters. I even like the second one. Not, of course, as much as the first one, but... So there's been, like, two additional Ghostbusters. The one with the girls from Saturday Night Live. Did you see that? Never saw it. All right, I watched it. Um, left a little bit to be desired. I heard it wasn't very good. And then Ghostbusters Enchanted Life. Haven't seen it yet. I saw that one. It's out in, in the like Oklahoma or Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And they got cheesy at the end. Murray's uh, back. Uh, Aykroyd's back. The ghost of Harold Ramis oh boy. is in yeah, the movie. It got a little so silly. it got real cheesy. Good premise. I liked it. And then at the end, it just, yeah, okay. That's too bad. It took it too far. The first is an all-timer. Yeah. Let's see what Connor's got cooked up today. Uh, Shay, do we know what the uh, the gift card prize is for yeah, today? I got it. It's from uh, the Village it. of Elmwood Park, Cafe Cubano. Cafe Cubano. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I tell you. Great Cuban mm. sandwiches. Mm. 
and uh, keto good Cuban sandwich. Lard. Well, lard, okay. Lard on the back, yeah, lard. That's what gives you the crispiness, the crispiness of the bread. when they put it on the, yep. panini, on the sandwich press? Lard. Yeah. You're man, here I, first. Dude, I love a good Cuban sandwich, yeah. man. Out of this world. I know you're not a big fan of lard, but... I don't mind it if it's uh, just to, you know, to help crust up my sandwich. That's I don't it. mind it. That's all it is. Cafe there Cubano, for. good stuff. There's so many great places in Elmwood Park, so we thank the village and we thank Cafe Cubano. First correct caller is going to win the prize, 312-332-3776. When you think you know... Here is clue one. The first McKnight at the movies for 2023. Our scene opens at a diner. 30-something guy with a mustache and a leather jacket sits across the table from a kid with a big mop top. We're in the midst of this older guy handing out some advice to the kid. He seems weary of the life, but the advice is warm, if cautionary. Got it! The kid is more than eager to hear it. He's eating it up like the fries on his plate. He's actually taking notes. I'll pause now as this advice column turns into disbelief see the kid wants to step into the big time out into the real world and the older guy seems ready to let that happen but can't help but warn about the future i mean everything he's saying sounds great but it's not hmm you think that's it i i do i mean that's what popped into my head right away now I could be wrong. What are the Twitchers? They got it, Chris? And, guys, uh, i like to update you on this. They do not have it at this wow, moment. Okay. I, and I don't know what Yurko has over there, but uh, right now Twitch does not have it, and no one on the phones has it either. Wow. I can't think of it. Yurko's got a guess. I, I don't think that's it, but you might be right. You Here. remember the actor that was across from yes. him? The I, two of them? I think so. I think we're going to find something out when we find out something about the actors. All right, let's find out here. A bit on our actors. The older guy is one of the decade's finest actors. Maybe two decades. One Oscar, four noms, died in the mid-teens. The kid has been in plenty since this movie, but never really broke out, which is kind of wild to think about because he's great in this. The rest of the cast is super fun. Prefontaine, McConaughey's perfect partner, Marge from Fargo, Brody from Mallrats, Jess from New Girl. Oh, and Fallon is in this, too. Hmm. It's not what you're thinking. No, it's not what I'm thinking at all. Did he say an actor that's one of the greatest of two decades but died young? Died died in the teens. In the teens. 17, oh, died, 18, died, 19. Died in the teens. Twitch 16. definitely has it now. Died now. in the teens. Why can I still not get this movie? One of the great actors died in the teens. I got with, crunched. With an Oscar. Who's, uh, McC- who's McConaughey's perfect foil? I don't know. I, I'm stumped so far. Let's perfect see partner. Part three. The advice this long hair has been pushing has turned into a full-on screed. He's playing the part of the grizzled reporter well. It's just weird to hear his grim report on a music style it. we all regard as I so cool. It. The kid nods along. It looks like he gets it. it. He now. may not. He yeah. may get it and not care, really. He's 15 and is going to need to spend the rest of the movie acting 25. We cut to a long shot of the two at the table. No one else in the restaurant. It makes us feel kind of like it's just these two fighting for what's left of rock and roll, if there is anything left. Of course, we will see later on that there is, but that all fame comes at cost. I mean, there are a few things more rock and roll than screaming, I am a golden god, before hurling mm-hmm. oneself off a roof and into a swimming pool. Connor's so good at this. Yurko and I finally got it, probably a little bit too late, but uh, we got it, yes. And it is a sensational movie. Uh, great us, soundtrack. It's got a, everything it's a great about soundtrack. it is great. The soundtrack, everything. And, and McConaughey's and perfect actor. partner, Kate Hudson. Uh, correct. Yeah. Yes, you are correct, my friend. And the mother's played by 
Um, and she's fantastic. Uh, uh, what, why am I blanking you know, on her name? I love three, her. Three, Frances McDormand. Three billboards in Montana. Yeah, no, in Billings. Uh, no, and no, no, whatever. Three billboards in... Um, yeah, uh, good movie. Missouri. Well, what's the Yeah, film? either way, who cares? Uh, uh, Branson. Uh, Ebbing's Missouri. Yeah, it doesn't called? matter. We know what we're talking she, about. Uh, Frances McDormand, she's great. It's just a great cast. The sound Fargo, everything. you were going to say. The movie's awesome. Yeah, Fargo. She's in Fargo. She's Marge. Uh, let's see, where's our winner? Mike in Lockport. Mike, what's the movie? Almost famous. It is almost famous. Yeah. Did you get it on the second clue? Uh, yeah, like when they was taking notes, I believe. Got, oh, got you might have got it nice and early then, maybe. All right, Mikey, hold on, buddy. <laughs> They'll uh, send you out the gift card. Make sure they have all your info. Here is the reveal. And not make friends with the rock stars. Okay, okay. If you're going to be a true journalist, you know, a rock journalist, <laughs> first you never get paid much. But you will get free records from the record company. <laughs> Nothing about you that is controversial, man. God, it's going to get ugly, man. They're going to buy you drinks. You're going to meet girls. They're going to try to fly you places for free, offer you drugs. And I know it sounds great. But these people are not your friends. You know, these are people who want you to write sanctimonious stories about the genius of rock stars. And they will ruin rock and roll and strangle everything we love about it. You know, because they're trying to buy respectability for a form that is gloriously and righteously dumb. You know, and you're smart enough to know that. And the day it ceases to be dumb is the day it ceases to be real. Right? And then right. it just becomes an industry of cool. I, I mean, I'm telling you, you're coming along at a very dangerous time for rock and roll. I mean, the war is over. They won. And 99% of what passes for rock and roll these days, silence is more compelling. And that's why I think you should just turn around, go back, you know, and be a lawyer or something. I can tell from your face that you won't. I can give you 35 bucks. Give me a thousand words on Black Sabbath. An assignment. Great scene. Philip Seymour Hoffman was one of our great actors the last yes. few years, too. Died too young. Uh, I believe Cameron Crowe, that's like kind of the story of his childhood when he was young. and Right? Isn't that like I believe he wrote so. that? And yes. Kind of based on his own life experience. Experiences, yes. Yeah. Uh, in his more formative years, Stillwater. Stillwater. That was the name That's of the band, the right? The Stillwater. Band. Yeah, Stillwater. Well, in the scene on the bus where they're I singing, I love Black Dog. When they're singing uh, Elton John, when they're yeah. singing Tiny Dancer, everything about that movie is really spectacular. So, hold me closer, Tony Danza. Hold me closer. When Tona she's Danza. throwing up in the in the, in the bathtub uh, when she overdosed, what is playing in the background? Boy, jeez, that You're scene where he's chasing her. I am Elton John tune. It is another Elton John it tune. Else, My song. It uh, else, yeah, your song. Excuse me. No, it's not your song. Um, it's not Tiny Dancer. No, that that's later. In, yeah, that's uh, later. It's not Crocodile Rock. No, it it's seem not. Like it would, uh, no, <laughs> uh, Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's. Yeah, very sons good, of bankers, though. sons of lawyers. Good job, York. Yeah, you know most famous. Well, I, you know what? I see it every blue moon. It comes out. Like I said, the gentleman yesterday. So good. I saw almost famous maybe two weeks ago. I get up at like four thirty in the morning when Channel Nine bores the hell out of me. I, I go over to uh, check guys. a movie. I do love them. But, but every once in a while, you know, hey, how many times are you going to hit the weather this, this 10 minutes? Well, that's... The, it's like the, the weather's every five seconds, you know? We live in Chicago and it's and, winter. And then I got to hear about the traffic. And then I, I see Thomas Sulo. Once an hour, they give me yeah, Thomas Sulo. You need more Thomas Sulo because he's funny. I want more Thomas Sulo. Yeah. Once an hour. More, even if, like, Pat were to do the weather, I would say, you know, just more Thomas Sulo. Yeah, did you, you know? see your boy Potash? Know what happened? Bad wing. Larry or Mark? 
Larry Pot. We're Larry, talking about Channel Nine. Well, I know you said Pot. My guy's more Larry Mark Pot. Yeah. I know Potts. Larry Potts. Channel Potts Nine. Twenty years. Bad I don't wing. Know. Bad wing. Elbow. Medio apicondyle. The, really? the apicondyles are all messed up. I don't up. know Larry Potts. That's why we said my boy. I thought you meant Potsy. I've known Mark Potts twenty years. Talking about Channel Nine News. Well, okay, but. I mean, if I you said, know the news broadcast that bores Yurko to watching sometimes I, it does. in the morning. I sometimes like, it does. I like Larry Potash too. I just don't know him. Are, the they, are they related? Are Potsy and Larry? I don't know. Related? The star. He's from Boston. Oh, okay. The star of that show is Baumgartner. Yeah, she's great because they get to just abuse her. She's hilarious, and she takes it and she dishes it. Out. I've listened to Robin Baumgartner since she was on with Johnny B. Yeah, I know. When she I was on the old loop, she's the star. Uh, she was, I mean, I love her for 30 years. I've been listening to her for crying out loud. Can you believe the loop is now a Christian rock station? Yeah, it is. What in the world? Believe it? Hegwish Records t shirts <laughs> with the loop, the loop t shirts from Hegwish Records the back in the day. Best. I used to have a gym. Jeff Leopard. I used to have a Pyromania. Gym, I used to have a gym shorts t shirt. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how much of like a freak I was about yeah. the loop and like. It said, eat my shorts, Jim Shorts, the loop. Nice. Yeah. And the girl was Lorelei. She was oh, the best. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, she was Mo. a blonde bomber back in the day. Our guy Mo in Frankfurt is on ESPN. Hey, Mo! What up, Mo? What's going on, buddies? I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Happy What's happening, let, let me tell you something. Um, who has a punt record? Who has a what? Punt return record. The oh, most punt, punt return. returns in NFL history is Devin Asker. I think that's Devin, yeah. What about the kickoff? 14. I the kickoff uh, is Corduroy Patterson. Patterson. Cordell Patterson has the kickoff yeah. record. I know, man. I miss that guy. I wish we would have kept him. But um, who changed the rules? Nobody. Did the NFL, the NFL change the rules? The NFL changes the rules. The NFL changed the rules because they got sued for concussions. So they, changed, they, they, they call it the Hester rule. Well, why? Nobody calls no, it the Hester rule. Nobody calls it the Hester rule. Why those, would they, Mo, why would they, don't know anything, call it the Hester rule. Why would they take, why, if Devin is so exciting and so great, why would they want to limit kickoff returns, which are one of the most exciting plays in football? Why would they put in a rule to limit them? I don't know. I don't know. Because I, they I, I just don't understand they that. Didn't. Because they got sued for $20 billion. They changed it because that's where the most concussions happen when guys are running 40 yards into each other. No rule was changed because of Devin Hester. None. Mo, we love you. Thank you. Thanks, you know who's going to join us next? Talk Mo. week 18. And more importantly, the national championship game on Monday. Polly Cheesecake? Uh, no, we'll get Polly Cheesecake's picks later. Todd Furman, live in Vegas, next. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Every Thursday, we have the great pleasure of speaking with one of the best handicapping minds in the business. He used to be on the uh, side of the book. Now he's on the side of making money for everybody. And himself, most importantly, with great content that uh, you should always check out each and every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you listen to Todd Furman and Payne Insider on the Bet the Board pod. Follow Todd on Twitter. He is at Todd Furman, and he joins Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. This time every Thursday. Happy New Year, buddy. How are you? 
I'm doing well, gentlemen. Happy New Year to you guys as well. Always fun to talk about slightly more meaningful football, but obviously more questions than answers as we head into Week 18, given the unfortunate circumstances we saw unfold on Monday night. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll get to the Monday night game here. We'll get to the the national championship game in a little bit. But let's just start with Week 18 and kind of some of the scenarios and how much um, more is like sort of in flux because of the game on Monday getting postponed. I mean, it's hard enough uh, handicapping week 18, isn't it, Todd? When, when you really question what certain teams or most teams' motives are, uh, just take Bears and Vikings, for example. I mean, they, I, neither team really has anything to play for in this game, and you're looking at a seven and a half point point spread. There are a number of games, Carm, like you mentioned, where motivation becomes a big question mark in terms of what teams want to go out and try and accomplish in their final regular season matchup. And that's part of the reason that you saw Minnesota actually open as a one to two point favorite because books were working under the thought process that Minnesota had no reason to play a lot of their key cogs. The Bears might go out there and fight. Then, of course, we see Justin Fields getting ruled out. And obviously, it's to the Bears' best interest not to win their regular season finale because with a little bit of help, they can get that number one draft pick and potentially have massive leverage as they look to beef up that roster. But the number out at seven and a half, and we're not sure how long Kevin O'Connell may elect to play the Viking starters. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a chance that they could go through a couple of drives and he goes, you know what? It's more important for us to get out of this game healthy after working up a lather. The one storyline to keep tabs on is what Justin Jefferson needs to do to break the receiving record. But if the Bears secondary gives up 200 yards receiving to him in the first half, it may just be another chapter in what we've seen from this Bears defense over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been absolutely brutal. Uh, do you think the league made a mistake putting, or maybe I'll just say by not putting Titans-Jags as the last game, or could they not stomach Uh, Sunday night finishing the regular season with uh, Josh Dobbs under center for one of the teams. Because if the Seahawks win, uh, the Lions really have nothing to play for, and that game is not nearly as meaningful if uh, the Seahawks win their game against the Rams. 1,000%. If you're looking for competitive balance, like the NFL loves to live by with the Shield and their mantras, then you play the Titans and Jaguars as the final regular season game, knowing that there are no other results throughout the course of the week that are truly going to impact the ramifications of this contest. They should have played Green Bay and Detroit on Saturday night and flipped the two games because that way both of those teams were working under the assumption, hey, if we win, we at least can put our best foot forward. And then in the case of the Lions, you'll need a little bit of help to try and secure passage to the postseason. Green Bay wins. We know what that would have meant. But here we are, and the other layer to all of that is you're putting the Jaguars at a massive disadvantage. I mean, they're playing on a short week against the team who played the Thursday night before, and the Titans rested everybody in that game. So from that standpoint, I don't like it one bit. Now, in the ideal scenario, if you're the league, I'm sure they'd love the Seahawks to go down to the Rams, and it was a winner-take-all Lions-Packers game on Sunday night. And if you're looking to try and bet that Lions-Packers game as a result, there's no reason to run and bet Detroit now because if Seattle does beat the Rams, this number is going to take off and you may have a chance to grab six, six and a half. And for those folks saying, well, the Lions may not have anything to play for, if you follow Dan Campbell, uh-huh. that won't be the case. The Lions have put the time in, they've instituted a game plan, and that 40-minute adjustment, they would love nothing more than to play spoiler, keep, keep Green Bay out, and continue to build momentum into the offseason for the Honolulu Blues. That, that's great advice. Every, everything seems inflated this week. Everything seems screwy this week. And the stuff that's not inflated is almost like nobody wants to play. I look at Dallas at Washington, five and a half. The number is in the middle of no man's land. What direction do I go if I play this game? 
You're right, Eric. I mean, when you look at all of these games, it's that must-win mentality. And that's not lost on the bookmakers. They're going to force you to pay that must-win tax. And suddenly, if teams are in these quote-unquote must-win spots, if they were great football teams, they would have already been in a much better position going into the final week of the regular season. Now, the Washington-Dallas game is fascinating for a variety of reasons, because for anyone that's followed the storylines there, this has more to do with the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders. Mm -hmm. It looks like Sam Howell is going to get all the reps. Taylor Henneke comes out and says Sam Howell has earned this responsibility. So let's see if Scott Turner splits snaps under center or if it's going to be Sam Howell from start to finish. Now, the one thing about it, when you look at Dallas, sure, the Cowboys have something to play for here, but does their motivation and focus change if they look up at the scoreboard and the Eagles are bludgeoning the Giants knowing that one seed possibility is out the window? We've seen Dallas play bully ball against inferior opponents in the past. I think with Sam Howell under center, they may chuck it around a little bit more than we've grown accustomed to. And I look at this total at 40.5, and and I think that's rather low. So for me, rather than get involved with a side, I'd probably go over the total because Dallas can get this thing there themselves, and maybe Washington does its part to help make this a higher-scoring game than oddsmakers believe. Uh, You talked about the unfortunate circumstances of Monday and how the league is, you know, wrestling with a pretty, I think, difficult decision here on how to handle this. What does it do for Chiefs-Raiders where, I mean, there are still some possibilities here where Chiefs could be the number one seed, right? And I think when you're looking at this game here, Kansas City goes out there with that win mentality. Now, I've seen one ridiculous possibility floated out there that they would expand the playoff to eight teams, which I think does a massive disservice to all of these teams, not only on the inside of the playoff picture, but those folks that took a very different mentality to how they were going to approach the final couple games of the regular season as well. So the one that I've heard float out that I like the best is that they could move the AFC Championship to a neutral site. Mm. And I think that's exactly what they should do, especially if it's Kansas City-Buffalo. Those fan bases are going to travel, put it in a dome, maximize the capacity, and allow us to see two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL without the elements playing into this mix. Kansas City has been here before, last year against the Denver Broncos. You had to pay a tax on them going on the road. They won the football game but didn't cover the number. For me, in that no-man's land, I can see teasing Kansas City down if you're able to get them below a field goal. But I think the total is slightly more compelling. We saw the Raiders' offense click on all cylinders last week with Jared Stidham. He's out there fighting for a contract. Kansas City's defense doesn't leave uh, a whole lot to get excited about. And when you look at Patrick Mahomes, he may as well be the owner of the Raiders the same way Mark Davis is. The number he's put up, especially on the road, are absolutely outrageous. And don't look now, but if a 500-yard passing game is in Patrick Mahomes' future, he has a chance to break some pretty good records. And that Raiders secondary leaves a lot to be desired. So I like this game over the total a bit, even though it's been bet up a touch to 52. I like that side play more than anything in that game, too. Let's face it, KC just over these last couple of years hasn't really covered these big numbers a whole heck of a lot. It's almost like they... I, I, I don't. I, Getting bored is maybe not the best way to describe it, but sometimes it almost feels like they're just sort of toying with teams in the regular season, and everything starts for them in a couple of weeks. So I think that's uh, salient advice there. Another minute with Todd Furman joining us from the Bet the Board podcast. Uh, Follow him on Twitter at Todd Furman every Thursday with us. Let's touch on Monday night before we let you go, the national championship game. Some TCU money has come in here a little bit. This this line is now down to uh, Georgia minus 12.5, a a little over money, too, taking it out to 63. TCU has been a pretty awesome cover all year, just an awesome story all year, a 200-to-1 long shot, but they're in deep against the Bulldogs, aren't they? 
And you know what, Carm? I actually poked around a little bit. You could add 500 to 1 on TCU to win the national championship before the season if you did your shopping. Now, I don't think there are a ton of tickets out there. Social media may tell you differently when 100,000 of them end up circulating (laughs) for various denominations. But that's a different discussion for a different day. This number is a little bit short, to be quite honest, especially as it moves in TCU's favor. Look-ahead numbers had this in that 15.5 range um, as a projected matchup. But you, of course, see TCU go out there, hang 50 on Michigan. Georgia needs that last minute comeback uh, to dispatch the Buckeyes, but we talked about Ohio State Georgia being a de facto national championship, and that's reflected in this number here. As the number trends down, it makes Georgia more and more attractive as a lay it or don't play it type candidate. I think it's tough for TCU to run it back in a very short time. I don't expect Kendry Miller to be out there, which puts a lot on Mercado's plate to provide a balanced attack. And the one thing about Georgia, they have so much depth. They're going to rotate in fresh bodies. Throughout the course of the game, I think they gradually wear TCU down. And unfortunately, this may remind us of a lot more college football playoff games and national championships than we've seen in the past, or it's not competitive for four full quarters. The best bets have been so good all year. You got any for this uh, weekend or maybe the national championship game? Let us know. You know what? I'll give you one, a national championship game, but not the big one on Monday. We'll go to the FCS game uh, on Sunday, where South Dakota State, in my opinion, is a little bit undervalued as a five-point favorite. I know the number's been bet up from three, but this isn't the same North Dakota State team we've grown accustomed to. They leave the Fargo Dome. It's a slower track. South Dakota State, no doubt, wants to prove that they can beat Big Brother, and the Jackrabbits have been the best team in the FCS all year. I think they cement it in... You know, Frisco, Texas on Sunday. I look for them to win this game by north of a touchdown. Mm. And as far as the NFL is concerned, we did offer up a best bet on one of the games, but folks will have to tune into the Bet the Board podcast to try and get that. So much uncertainty for Week 18. Don't want to give games out now where the numbers could move against us by the time Sunday rolls around, so I'd rather err on the side of caution than give back some of the profits we've worked so hard to achieve this year. Good call, Ian. It's been a great year. Um, And thanks, as always, buddy. Enjoy the weekend. Check out the Bet the Board podcast. We'll talk to you next Thursday going into the playoffs, okay? Hey, always a pleasure, gentlemen. Enjoy the games this weekend. You too, buddy. See ya. There's Todd Furman at Todd Furman on Twitter, and he likes South Dakota State as the uh, the the outright winner there, thinking they're going to uh, win it by maybe a touchdown. You've got to lay about five and a half in that game right now. Five, five and a half on South Dakota State. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Uh, let's bring him in. I mean, we talked to Todd Furman, but, you know, come on. That's child's play. Yeah. That's small potatoes. This is the number one handicapper in New Jersey. What everybody really wants to know are what are Paulie's picks. Paulie Cheesecake joins us now. Happy New Year, Paulie. I'm in the hospital. What happened? What happened? I had a stroke. What? No. Paulie. Yeah. When? Well, the other day. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You sound you sound okay. I'm yeah, but I, I had a stroke yesterday though. I'm doing okay. Right side, Paulie. What side? What side's affected? The left side. Oh boy. So what are they saying? I'm what's okay. what's the prognosis here though? I mean, like I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'll be out in a day. Whoa, that's good. So I mean, is the volleyball yeah. career over? No, 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 no. It was from work. How did you know you how what happened? You were at work. They did they get you to the and hospital? I fainted. Quickly? I fainted. I fainted. Yeah. Oh my God, Paulie. Jeez, I didn't know you were I'm bringing okay. this on us. Thank God you're okay. You're telling me you're in the hospital. You just suffered a stroke, and you're giving us picks. Yes, Paulie. 
I commend you. That's so commitment to the show. It's a workmanlike I, effort, Paulie. I got to be honest. Thank you. I, I thank wasn't. You. Thank you. I can't believe that you've uh, done the work to give us picks while you're in the hospital. Just right assuming Paulie went through all this. I have to. I have to. All right. Well, I, I, I went two and one last week. I know you went two and one. Um, I'm glad to hear you're okay. You know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What What are the picks for the week? I I I want uh, I want the Dolphins over the Jets. You want the Dolphins over the Jets? You have you uh, factored in how difficult this week is with? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. All the uncertainty of uh, these games. Okay, but you're going to yes, take it is. Yes, it is. Dolphins plus one. I want the. Uh, I want the. Uh, let's see the Cowboys over the Commanders. You're going to take Cowboys minus seven. Yes. Okay. And I want the. Uh, Give me the Bills over the Patriots. And Bills over the Patriots. All right. And yeah. The, last, the yeah. latest number there is Bills laying a touchdown. You good with that? Yes, I am. Bills minus seven. Okay. Uh, two AFC East games and then the Cowboys. Uh, Paulie, take care of yourself. Let us know. Call us next week for sure. Let us know if you're doing it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll call you next week from back from home. Back from home. All right. God All right, bless Paulie. you, Paulie. See you, buddy. Okay. Get health. All right, All right, pal. All right. Oh, Paul, I wasn't expecting Paulie to drop that uh, news on us. Man, fainted, had a stroke, but he's in the hospital, left side. I guess he's doing all right. He's doing all right. Thank goodness. Good enough to pick up the phone. Still doing his handicapping work, too. Well, listen, I, I mean, right. hey, you do what you do, right? Chris wants to say something. I don't know what it is. I, he's, I, he's, I enjoy that, Carmen, you tried to to give Paulie the warning. Like, this week's tough. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. He he was all over it. He has all the he, he knows. Has all the breakdown all ready the, to go. He knows. He knows. He's Difficult the, week. He's the absolute, <laughs> he's the absolute best. Oh, my God. We're going to cross talking about 10 minutes with Waddle. And Sylvie Meller is in there. Is a new Unhinged that is available now. Uh, Meller set in for Sylvie. Oh, boy. It was fun again. Yurko, already, I think, the early running uh, for line of the year has already happened. It, it took five days. What's today? The fifth? Took five days. Yurko dropped a, a gem and a beauty of a line, and we talked about some fun stuff, including the way the English curse, which is just uh, they're masterful when it comes yeah. to the way they use profanity. Yes, and, um, it's sort of like uh, Ralphie says in a Christmas story. Uh, my father worked in uh, profanity the way other artists work in oil or clay. I mean, the English really are something. And I only bring that up because we were talking about a, a movie recommendation from the Good Kid, a Netflix movie with Matthew McConaughey called The Gentleman. The Gentleman. And it's a Guy Ritchie movie, so you know, it's you know that fast-paced, you know action, quippy... You know it's sort good. Of, and, and it's good, and a lot of violence, a lot of language, and just the way they curse and the demeaning terms. And uh, I had said on the podcast, I said, I could listen to English yeah. people curse and enjoy it all day. Biting and cutting. weird, but... Biting and cutting. Yes, biting yes. and cutting, Yurko. So make sure you check out uh, Unhinged. Oh, we also discussed the the new hot Netflix show. Chris, uh, Shay, Kaleidoscope. Uh, Kaleidoscope. You guys into Kaleidoscope yet? I've not watched it. I've read a little about what the concept is. So what is it? It's a series that has eight episodes, but you can watch the first seven in any order. Any order. And then the final episode you have to watch as the last one. Yes. It's basically it? in any I've watched three. I will say. What's uh, your order? Does it uh, randomize so, the order for everyone? Yes. That's what I, 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 that's what I saw. So you don't get to pick. No, I don't think so. I, well, okay. But you I can should, do it any way you want. You like, I keep reading it, articles it, that this is the most compelling way I to do it. I think it puts it in a different order in your queue. 
for okay. everybody. I got you it. can pick how you want to go through it. And it's a heist. It's a heist, theme? and okay. I love heist. heist. You guys we all are, love heist. Oh my god! Uh, nothing better than a heist uh, theme I being put it. together. So a group good. being put together, right? It's so, and that's the best part, Chris. <laughs> it's like the build-up. How do they do it? How are they stealing? A, who's the inside man? Who's the inside woman? How do they have the technology? Where do they get the money? Gian, I think I have his name right. I hope I do because I love him. Gus Fring, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, I think is his name. Yeah, that's it. He's so good. He, uh, he's one of the best. Paz Vegas in it. I mean, it's really. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I got. I went down the wormhole and uh, like late two nights ago, and it was like midnight, and I'm like, oh, I was up. Like I wasn't quite tired for whatever reason. I'm like, let me see what's on Netflix. I watched two episodes, then I watched another one late last night after watching the Bulls and watching and doing some other work and just watching some NFL stuff from earlier in the, from the weekend that I missed. And then, like, again, I'm up till 1.30 in the morning watching another episode. But what, it's uh, good. What are they what, – what's the heist? They are robbing a uh, – supposedly everything's always the world's most secure bank vault. It's of almost course. like uh, Ocean's Eleven. It's like it. New York's most secure underground bank vault. But they – I don't want to spoil too much for people. They are going after – some of the last remaining bearer bonds, like undeclared bearer bonds. German bearer bonds? Uh, that some of the richest, most influential people in the world have collected, you know, because the government changed the law, like at some point in the 80s, because it was too easy and it was happening too often where people were stealing bearer bonds because they were untraceable, right? The, yes. The government changed the rule in the, the 80s. The beauty of them. That all bonds must be, what's the word I'm looking for here? Sort of assigned, I guess, right? right. They all have to have, you know, all bonds must be assigned. I think I have this correct. They have identified the largest single area where the most unlicensed or unsubscribed bearer bonds are left in this vault and they uh, go steal it. Maybe it's the subscribed is what you're maybe, looking for. Maybe, yes. that the, what's the yeah, term? Could, yeah, I don't know. A financial person could probably correct maybe yeah. my terminology on that. I might not be using the right term, but I believe at some point in the 80s, the government <laughs> said every bond must uh, be uh, uh, sort of identifiable to someone. We'll call Jordan Belfort. Yes, well, he might know. Yeah. So that's what they're after, Chris. Do you know what the Seven most important question is? in bonds. Got it. The most important question about these people, do they change the game? <laughs> I think they changed the game the way uh, you go heist, uh, you know, uh, you break into a big vault. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. They might have changed the game. Why well, they call it the Hester Roll? Nobody know. calls it the Hester Roll. Uh, coming up, crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. Meller is in for Sylvie. Devin Hester has the final word. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to. Today's final word, word on Carmen and Yurko. And the Colts have had a hard time all season covering kicks. It's Hester trying to work it back to the middle. Gets past the first wave, and here he goes. It's Hester inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. And no flag, 92 yards.